In today's show, GBTC Elevator to Hell sees the Bitcoin spot price approach, a 100% premium. That's right, bad times for the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust get even worse this week as its discount approaches 50% for the first time. Now check this out. Kevin O'Leary, aka Mr. Wonderful, had admitted in a recent interview he got paid $15 million to be an FTX spokesperson. Also in today's show, FTX's scam bankman freed to face market manipulation probe and Doquan chimes in. That's right. As part of the broader inquiry into the FTX collapse, federal prosecutors are looking at the role that FTX and Alameda have played in the fall of Terra and Luna. That's right. Also in today's show, FTX hires a forensics team to find customers missing billions. According to this latest report, lawyers have claimed that the FTX assets are either stolen or missing, and now a team of financial forensic experts is attempting to trace the money trail. But will they find it? That's the million-dollar question or multi-billion dollar question. Also in today's show, data from October shows that the gold reserves held by the central banks tapped the highest level in 47 years. They are hoarding gold like a mofo. Following the World Gold Council's third quarter report shows central banks purchased a record amount of gold. Statistics show that the gold held by the world's central banks is at its highest level since 1974. Also in today's show, Binance US eliminates trading fees for Ethereum. That's right. This announcement comes months after the crypto exchange removed all their trading fees for Bitcoin-related transactions as they shared here on crypto Twitter just in time for the holidays. The best crypto platform for low fees just got even better. Binance US pleased to offer zero fees when you buy Ethereum or trade ETH USD, ETH USDT, ETH BUSD, and ETH USDC for all users with no trading volume requirements. Also in today's show, quant analyst Plan B and creator of the Bitcoin stock the flow model says a 5,800% Bitcoin rally is coming and calls the current price a steal. Quoting him here from a recent interview, if we assume that the old model, the original 2019 model is correct, the $55,000 model, then the next halving could lead prices somewhere. And I'm making a very wide range, so some people won't like it, but somewhere between $100,000 and a million dollars, I have no doubt whatsoever that we get to the $100,000, $1 million range. No matter how you look at it, the price is a steal if that's what you believe. So yeah, I am very optimistic. We'll also be taking a look at the overall crypto market, all this, plus so much more in today's show. Hey, what's good, crypto fam? This is first and foremost, a video show. So if you want the full premium experience, visit our YouTube channel at CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Again, that's CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Welcome everyone tuning in to today's live stream of Crypto News Alerts. Today is pod episode 1127 and today is December 8th, 2022 and I am your host JV and naturally we have lots to cover so let's dive right in. Checking out CoinMarketCap or I'm sorry this is Coin360. We can see the overall crypto market, Bitcoin trading just under that $17,000 resistance up 0.73% for the day. We have Ether up 1.6% trading just above $1,250. Binance coin up 2%, trading at $287, while XRP, Doge, Cardano, Avalanche are also all pumping in and in the green. And checking out the crypto market cap, we're currently sitting at $842 billion, with about $32 billion in volume in the past 24 hours. So as you can see, the trading volume is definitely down, with the Bitcoin dominance at 38.4%, and the Ether dominance at 18% even. And checking out the top 100 cryptocurrency gainers in the past 
24 hours. We got Satoshi Vision leading the pack up 7%, trading at around $44, followed by the Trust Wallet Token up 8%, trading at $2.59, followed by Terra Classic, believe it or not, up 5%, trading at 0.00017. And below that, we have Quant followed by Hobby Token. And checking out the top 100 crypto gainers for the past week, you can see Trust Wallet Token leading the pack up 26%. We have AXS up 16 and also MV up 12.5% and checking out the Crypto Greed and Fear Index. We're currently rated a 25 back in extreme fear. Very unfortunate. Yesterday was a 29, last week a 27, and last month a 31 in fear. So there you have it. Welcome everyone tuning in to today's live show. Now let's discuss the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust on a massive discount. In fact, the biggest discount it's ever had of all time, which is definitely not a good thing for GBTC. Now check it. Bitcoin investment vehicle, the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust, trading close to 50% below the Bitcoin spot price in the markets. Data from on-chain analytics platform CoinGlass confirms that on December 8th, GBTC shares hit a new record low of negative 47.2% against Bitcoin slash USD. Now in the latest bout of nerves to hit the Bitcoin industry since the fall of FTX, GBTC is nearing half price versus the price of Bitcoin. Now the largest institutional Bitcoin investment vehicle with assets worth north of $10 billion. GBTC has faced numerous challenges in the recent years. The price of its shares previously traded higher than Bitcoin USD, resulting in what was called the GBTC premium. And since 2021, however, that premium has now turned negative, but the resulting discount has done little to lure additional institutional interest as previously reported beyond a key expectations <clears throat> from ARK Invest. GBTC is languishing and as an operator of Grayscale, part of the digital currency group DCG, attempts to convert it to an exchange-traded fund, better known as an ETF, suing United States regulators standing in its way. That's right. They're actually suing them for not accepting their spot Bitcoin ETF. And amid the legal battle, FTX sparked liquidity problems elsewhere in the DCG, I'm sorry, yeah, DCG empire. And this led to doubts over Grayscale as well as GBTC. Grayscale declining to show proof of his Bitcoin reserves last month, despite custodian Coinbase confirming its assets were secure, added to the tensions. Quoting them here, Grayscale is in some real trouble if they have to reveal where all the Bitcoins are that back the GBTC. Quoting Bitfinex, popular commented Bitfinex as part of a Twitter discussion last week. And this week, things became even worse as Grayscale faced a lawsuit from investor fur tree over what it's called shareholder unfriendly actions. That's right. And meanwhile, overall interest in crypto ETFs have plummeted this year. Separate data suggests, and you can thank the SEC chairman, Gary Gensler, for that. Now, Willie Wu says problems are partly bullish for the king crypto. With that, the GBTC premium, having barely recovered from previous record lows, sank even further versus Bitcoin, known as its relationship and net Asset value, NAV. Now, quoting Timothy Peterson, GBTC discount to Bitcoin, NAV is in the express elevator to hell. Others lamented the slow pace of the change in the U.S. as fueling the fire. Quoting Alistair Milne here, quite a lot of pain this year would have been avoided if the GBTC had made it into the ETF SEC keeping everyone safe. But unfortunately, the SEC's job is not to protect investors as they claim, but to destroy investors and get them wrecked. And this couldn't be any more obvious with what has been uh, happening in the market. Now, Willie Wu, creator of statistics resource Woodbull, remind 
uh, he argued that the impact of fading GBTC exposure was not necessarily straight negative for the Bitcoin price strength. Quoting the on-chain analyst here, the GBTC DCG Genesis fears is a bearish cloud hanging over the market, but counterintuitively, part of the impact has been bullish for the Bitcoin price. He shared on December 5th and also wrote 37.5% of the people who sold GBTC bought spot Bitcoin to take custody. Selling GBTC does not impact the Bitcoin price. Buying spot does. In an additional Twitter survey, quizzed the platform's users who notionally own GBTC over their motives to sell. As shared here, for people who sold GBTC in the last 30 days, what was your reason? 77%. Uh, percent. I'm sorry here. We had 12,000 uh, votes. Uh, 77% say view the results. I actually wanted to see all the results. This is a little odd. But buy the spot to take custody was 9% and bearish on the market was 8% and 5% said needed the cash. And now I want to point out here, as I mentioned in the intro, uh, in a new interview, he fi- I- I've been wondering, I'm like, how much has Mr. Wonderful received in payment from FTX and Sam Bankman Freed to be kissing his butt even in the you know what's been happening with the collapse here and still honoring him and saying he's a good guy, doesn't have an evil bone in his body. And if he had the choice to do business with Bankman Freed again, he would absolutely do business with them. Well guess what? He received fifteen million dollars to be in that spokesperson position. So naturally he's going to defend his criminal friend. It is what it is, and that's what he is willing to admit. How much more money did he potentially get paid? There's no telling how much money he is uh, involved here with the scandal. But nonetheless, I'll be keeping you updated as more unfolds, which will lead us to our next story of the day, which is FTX scam bankman freed trying to face market or he's going to face a market manipulation probe. And ironic enough, Doquan, the Luna founder, has chimed in. So let's break this down because this is very interesting to say the least. And we all hope that bankman freed does indeed get probed. U.S. federal prosecutors have reportedly begun investigating whether the collapse of the Terra ecosystem was in fact triggered by market mani- ma- manipulation tactics by the former CEO scam bankman freed. Well, according to a December 7th report from the New York Times, the prosecutors, as a part of the broader inquiry into the FTX collapse, are investigating whether Scam Bankman Freed's empire inter intentionally caused a flood of sell orders on Terra's algorithmic stablecoin, Terra Classic, formerly known as Terra UST. And it looks this way. He was actually trying to destroy other projects. Could you talk about corruption at its finest? The sudden increase in UST sell orders were said to make it difficult to match them with corresponding buy orders, which in turn forced more downwards price pressure on UST, causing it to depeg from its intended one-to-one ratio with the US dollar. And the events also led to the fall of the Terra native token, Terra Classic, L-U-N-C, formerly Luna, as the two cryptos were designed to be linked. And while no one has been able to precisely determine the root cause behind the collapse of Luna Classic and USTC and May, it is known that the majority of the USTC sell orders came from Bankman Freed's trading firm, Alameda Research. You can't make this stuff up, folks. And this is according to the NYT, which is the New York Times. A person with knowledge on the matter also told the Times that Alameda Research also placed a big bet on the price of Luna Classic falling. And like most comments, Bankman Freed also shared since the FTX collapsed, the former CEO claimed that he was not aware of any market manipulation. Well, of course he wasn't aware. At least that's what he's going to claim and certainly never intended to engage in market manipulation. Yeah, great way to cover your arse, 
homie. And to the best of my knowledge, all transactions were for investment or for hedging, he added. And responding to the recent report, Terraform's lab CEO Do Kwan shared his thoughts on the matter to his 1 million Twitter followers in a November 8th tweet, who suggested it was time for Genesis Trading to come clean about an alleged $1 billion loan in UST to Bankman Fried or Alameda shortly before Kwan's Terra ecosystem crash. I think the time has come for Genesis Trading to reveal if they provided the $1 billion UST shortly before the crash to Bankman Fried or Alameda. The purchase from LFG was represented as stemming from interest to participate in the Terra DeFi ecosystem, not to provide ammo for a peg attack. And that's quoting Do Kwan directly from Crypto Twitter. Kwan also stated that a large currency uh, contraction that UST underwent in February of 2021 was started by Alameda when they sold 500 million UST in minutes to drain its curve pools during the MIM crisis. What's done in darkness will come to light, Quan added on the matter. So there you have it. What are your thoughts surrounding this? I feel in this probe, it is very clear that Bankman Freed could have been the actor behind the collapse of Terra slash Luna and many other failed projects attacking them one by one. It's almost as if Bankman Freed was just a puppet. And then we had the shadow government, the SEC and the powers that be and the regulators and the forces of darkness really operating this exchange and causing chaos in the industry while Gary Gensler was protecting no investors. They wanted investors to lose money so they can crash the industry and manipulate the market and usher in very ill-intended regulations, which is precisely what they're trying to accomplish. It couldn't be any more clear. So with that being shared, that leads us to our next story of the day. Let's discuss what's going on with FTX hiring a forensics team to find the customers missing billions, according to this latest report. Here we go. The new management for bankrupt crypto exchange FTX has reportedly hired a team of financial forensic investigators to track down the billions of dollars worth of missing customer crypto. Financial advisory company Alex Partners was chosen for the task and is led by former SEC chief accountant. We have Mac Jacquez. According to a December 7th report from the Wall Street Journal, it is understood that the forensics firm will be tasked with conducting asset tracing to identify or recover the missing digital assets and will complement the restructuring structuring work beyond undertaken by FTX. Now, on November 11th, hackers drained wallets owned by FTX and FTX US of over $450 million worth of assets. And the former CEO, Scam Bankman Fried, claimed in an interview recorded on November 16th with crypto blogger Tiffany Fong that he was close to finding who the hacker was and he has narrowed it down to eight people. Oh, great. Believing it was either an ex-employee or somewhere someone installed malware on an ex-employee's computer or it was a backdoor and you stole the funds or you know who stole the funds and you're covering for that individual. Now, on November 22nd, a lawyer representing the FTX debitors said that a substantial amount of assets have either been stolen or are missing from FTX and revealed at the time that the blockchain analytics firm such as Chainalysis has been enlisted to help as a part of the proceedings. Now, the stolen funds from FTX has since been on the move through various crypto mixers and exchanges to launder the funds. The hacker transferred their Ether holdings on November 20th to a new address and swapped some of that ETH for an ERC-20 version of Bitcoin, which is a fake Bitcoin FYI. After bridging the funds to the Bitcoin network, they then used a laundering technique called peel chaining that subdivided the holdings into increasingly smaller amounts across multiple wallets. 
and sent the Bitcoin through a crypto mixer and then the OKX exchange on November 29th. The hacker also attempted more peel chaining by splitting 180,000 ETH across 12 newly created wallets on November 21st. And former CEO Scam Bankman Fried also previously claimed to have unknowingly co-mingled customer funds at FTX and its sister trading firm Alameda Research with customer funds at FTX loan to Alameda. Now, FTX's new CEO and chief uh, restructuring officer, John Ray III, was scalding in his initial bankruptcy filing, saying that he has never in his 40-year career seen such a complete failure of corporate controls. Gary Gensler, what's going on, big dog? He claimed Bankman-Fried and his closest colleagues are potentially compromised and use software to conceal the misuse of customer funds. Damn it. Call it like it is because it is what it is. Scamming, Bankman, Freed. I mean, this is the biggest corruption in crypto history. I think in investment history, has there ever been a scandal involving $30 billion missing just like that? Or, you know, tens of billions of dollars gone? And he just says, oh, I don't know what happened. Oh, I don't really know. Um, hmm. Ah, uh, great question. Uh, hmm, maybe someone stole it. I can figure it out. It has to be between these eight possible scenarios. This is insanity to say the least, but it's entertainment at the same time. So thanks for the entertainment, Scam Bankman Freed. And let's move on to our next story because I don't want to give this fool too much time and energy. Let's discuss central banks around the world are hoarding large amounts of gold, the largest amount of gold hoarding in like the last 70 years. So why do you think... They're especially hoarding so much gold right now. Well, let's discuss it. Here we go. Data from October shows gold reserves held by central banks tapped the highest level in 47 years. Wow, 47 years. Central banks around the globe are purchasing vast quantities of gold during the first week of November. The World Gold Council reported had shown central banks bought a record quantity of bullion. Now, they say quarter three 2022 data indicated central banks stacked close to 400 tons of gold just in quarter three, the highest quarter on record in terms of gold buys. What do they know that we don't know, right? They also noticed that there was a mysterious gold buyer during the third quarter, and China is suspected to be the secret gold purchaser. New statistics shared, published after the uh, quarter three 2022 report, show that during the month of October, central banks worldwide obtained 31 tons of gold. The Central Bank of the United Arab Emirates bought the most gold in October. Interesting. Adding another nine tons of gold to the country's stash. That's because they do not trust in their own currency that they give out, which is fiat. They know fiat is trash, so they need a real asset, which would be gold in this case. Now, data indicates that the UAE uh, acquired 18 tons of gold throughout this year. And presently, the aggregate quantity of gold acquired by central banks worldwide is at highest level in 47 years since 1974. uh, Metrics show that Uzbekistan stacked another nine tons of gold to its reserves after buying the precious metal for seven straight months in a row. And Uzbekistan has purchased 37 tons of gold this year. And gold represents 60% of the country's total reserves. Data also shows that the National Bank of Cambodia managed to purchase two tons of gold in September and Kazakhstan acquired three tons of the yellow, uh, yellow precious metal in October as well. And central banks acquire the precious metal gold in order to diversify their foreign reserves. In essence, it is believed that the precious metal can reduce the overall risk of their reserves because gold has been considered a safe haven as 
asset for thousands of years. And the world's central banks traditionally obtain gold from large commercial banks or directly from gold mining companies. Gold has been performing well during the last two weeks. And on Wednesday, an ounce is currently trading at $1,778 per unit. And since November 3rd of this year, gold has increased 9.15% against the U.S. dollar from $1,629 per ounce to the current $1,778 per ounce value on Wednesday, December 7th. 2022. So there you have it. Expect central banks around the world to continue hoarding vast quantities of gold as they prepare maybe for the downfall of fiat currency in general and a new world order and releasing of a central bank digital currency, which we have pilot programs in action all around the world. I discussed this in great detail in yesterday's show. Just note this, CBDCs are programmable money, programmable by the shadowy government and central banks. So never trust a central bank digital currency, which is controlled by a central authority, which has thrown us overboard a very long time ago. And with that being shared, our next story of the day, quite interesting, we're going to be discussing Binance being very competitive in the markets. Recently, they came out, made an announcement that the most popular Bitcoin trading pairs, zero fees. Well, now they just came out and said, now it is official. Ethereum will also have zero trading fees on the most popular trading pairs. And let's uh, discuss this because Binance has been doing some big things. Binance announced that it has expanded its zero-fee price model to Ether, effective immediately, which means as of now. According to the announcement, users are now able to freely trade for Ether spot market pairs, including ETH USD, ETH Tether, ETH USD coin, and ETH Binance. That's right, which they announced on crypto Twitter. Now, effective immediately, the US exchange also eliminated gas fees on all Ethereum transactions made through the buy and sell feature on the website, which is another big deal considering the gas fees on the Ethereum blockchain are absolutely insane. Now, in June, Binance US followed in the footsteps of Robinhood, which pioneered no commission crypto trading back in 2018 by removing all Bitcoin spot market trading fees for Bitcoin USD, Bitcoin USDT, Bitcoin USDC, and Bitcoin BUSD, which is the Binance version. Binance US operates as an independent entity in the United States, but still bears the same name and logo as the global Binance crypto exchange. And as the name implies, Binance US caters primarily to American crypto traders. How many of you are actively using or have used the Binance US exchange? Let me know in the comments below. According to Binance US president and CEO Brian Schroeder, eliminating fees on both BTC and ETH cements the company's position as the low fee leader in crypto. Facts can't argue against that. He added that now, more than ever, it is critical that platforms operate with users' interests first. And I agree 100%. They're obviously leading the way. As Brian shares here, by eliminating these fees, we continue to cement our position as the low fee leader in crypto, bringing greater pricing competition and helping to restore trust in the broader ecosystem. Now more than ever, it is critical that platforms operate with its users' interests First, now exchanges obviously play a crucial role in crypto adoption, facilitating zero fee transfers encourages users to transact more with digital assets. And if sending funds from one point to another is expensive, millions of potential users would avoid or limit their use of the technology. Exchanges that avoid charging fees can still earn on no fee transactions through spreads. And in trading, a spread is known as a difference between the bid price and the ask price of a trading pair. So there you have it. This is definitely good news for traders using the Binance exchange. And I'd love to ask your thoughts in the comments. What's your 
favorite exchange that you would likely to use if you had to make a big trade today. Would you go to Binance US? Would you go to Coinbase? What is your current favorite exchange? After doing the research for US investors specifically, in my humble opinion, Binance, just based on the trading fees alone, is the best option. Coinbase does charge pretty significant trading fees and also not very clear. And it's also very confusing as Coinbase offers multiple platforms. They now have their advanced platform. Um, Pro, they shut down. And they also have a Coinbase One membership where if you pay a monthly fee, you get discount trading fees. But again, I feel Binance is superior. But by saying that, I'm not telling anybody to self-custody their crypto in Binance or any exchange for that matter. Self-custody your crypto, but if you need to make a quick exchange and you want to do so for zero fees, consider Binance. With that being shared, now let's break down our final story of the day and discuss a $1 million price prediction. Actually, to keep it 100, the prediction is between 100000 and $1 million. So we got a 10x range here. But nonetheless, here's what Plan B had to share. Popular quantitative analyst Plan B doubles down on his forecast of a massive Bitcoin rally. Let's freaking go. In a new interview with crypto analyst Scott Melker, Plan B says Bitcoin can soar more than 5,800% based on the stock-to-flow model, which is notorious for the stock-to-flow model, predicts an asset's value changes by comparing its current price to the rate at which its supply is mined. And Bitcoin supply will be squeezed within the next halving event scheduled in 2024, probably going to be around March. Now, here's quoting Plan B. If we assume that the old model, the original 2019 model, is correct, the $55,000 model, then the next halving could lead to prices somewhere, and I'm making a very wide range. Some people don't like it, but somewhere between $100,000 and $1 million per BTC. Plan B says he is confident of the forecast unless his model is proven proven invalid or if Bitcoin dies. And at this time, we have Bitcoin trading at roughly 17000 So a price rally to $100,000 would increase the top digital asset value by 494%. And to reach $1 million per BTC, Bitcoin would need to increase its price by 5,837%. And quitting plan B here, I have no doubt whatsoever that we get to the 100000 to $1 million range. And no matter how you look at it, the current price is a steal if that's what you believe. So yeah, I am very optimistic. And in the near term, Plan B previously said that a Bitcoin bottom could form sometime within the next three months, which means between now and February. And he said Bitcoin typically reaches a bear market low about 18 months after hitting a record high price. And to watch this interview, Plan B did with Scott Melker, the Wolf of All Streets, entitled Bitcoin Can Get to 100000 or $1 million. Check the show notes below the video in the description. And with that being shared, now let's dive right into... Actually, I want to share one more thing with you from Plan B, which he shared this morning. He wrote or he wrote Darkest Blue, uh, sharing this chart from the stock to flow model. And you can see when we are in the dark blue, things can reverse. And when things reverse, expect big things ahead for the King Crypto. And let's see if he has any other more recent tweets that we can share with any more insights regarding his notorious stock to flow model. Let's see here. So that was four hours ago. And he also retweeted Jack's tweet. If the goal is transparency to build trust, why not just release everything without a filter and let people judge for themselves? Referring to Elon Musk's Twitter files, why not just release all this data at one time, which is interesting. And I know he's supposed to be releasing version two, Elon, a little later on today. Is there anything else regarding stock to flow as of recent? 
not looking like it. But I do note that the stock to flow model does predict a obviously at least a hundred thousand to a million dollar Bitcoin price sometime after the next halving in 2024. So that's what we know at this time. Where do you feel the Bitcoin price is likely to be at the time of the next halving? Let's hypothetically say March 2024. Let me know in the comments right down below. And don't forget to check out CryptoNewsAlerts.net for the full premium experience with video and to participate in the live Q&A. And I look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's episode.